Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, we're going to talk about customer sustainability programs, and I have two guests to help me with that. My first guest is Carrie Weidenmeyer. She's an Employee Enrollment and Education Program Coordinator here at Consumers Energy. So, Carrie, if you'll introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Um, thank you for inviting me on. Um, my name is Carrie. As you said, I have been with Consumers Energy for about a year now, and it's been a wild ride this year. So had a lot of fun. I've had the opportunity to talk to our coworkers about the different products and services that consumers has and how they really connect to you know the bottom line in the clean energy plan. So you've seen some of that in between the lines and iConnect and various other places, but uh, it's just been a really good year. On the personal side, I have three kids. They keep me very busy with all their different activities. Um, so I feel like, well, I've been here a year. Sometimes it feels like a lot longer because of all the other personal elements that you pull into the um, into your life. But what I love is that consumers really does mean it when they say integrate that family and work life. So that has been just a wonderful thing for me to experience. Family first, definitely not just a catchphrase here. I've, I've, uh, I'm entering my 28th year, hard to believe, here at Consumers. And uh, it's been that way since I got here. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, my next guest is Ricky Shook. She is the Director of Residential Marketing here at Consumers Energy. So Ricky, if you'd introduce yourself as well. Hi, Bill. Yep, I'm Ricky. I've been with the company since 2013, I want to say. Started in social media and then made my way to marketing in 2016. Um, on my team, we really are in charge of promoting our products and services to customers, um, residential customers specifically. Uh, things like our energy efficiency, or now they're referred to as energy waste reduction products, our demand response products, uh, renewables, electric vehicles, um, and really encouraging customers to enroll and participate in those programs. So a little, maybe not little known fact out there, Ricky is a podcaster herself. She used to host the Beyond the Boardroom podcast here at Consumers Energy. Just found that out as we were getting ready to record this. So welcome and thanks for being here. So we talk about uh, energy reduction products and things that our customers can use. You know, I think that we're probably one of the few industries that encourages people to use less of our products. Uh, and that's a good thing. So Carrie, can you talk a little bit about some of the products that are out there and, and why the heck are we doing this? Yeah, so I'll start with the why are we doing this, right? That's the biggest question a lot of people just don't understand. So as we look to have a cleaner Michigan, you know, that's a really big thing for consumers and really important to our future. When we talk about how we're going to really live the clean energy plan, we need to think about how are we going to stop using some of these non-renewable energy sources. And some of that is we're gonna make adjustments to how and when we use our energy. So a lot of our demand response programs are about using less energy during our peak times. Our energy waste reduction programs are just trimming that energy and using it more efficiently. So as we talk about the products and services that we offer, it's really about making sure that we can live our lives comfortably, but also that we are gonna have enough electricity, enough generation 
to do what we want to do. And so we're integrating all of that and helping lead to a cleaner and better Michigan. Ricky, can you fill in some blanks here for us on that? So we talk about uh, demand response uh, as one part of it. And then we also talk about these things that just reduce energy uh, over time. So can you talk a little bit about those products and what the differences are? Energy efficiency is probably the most common um, of our products to customers internally and externally. Um, most customers know that if you are going to replace your light bulb, you're better off replacing an LED light bulb um, than using a halogen, traditional halogen. It's going to last longer. It's going to save you energy, um, which saves you money right, on your energy bill. Most customers are not as familiar with demand response. So while energy waste reduction or energy efficiency is asking you to lower your overall energy usage, and we don't really care what time of the day you're doing that, demand response is helping us plan for generation by shaving the peaks of that generation so or peak usage. So if you think about a traditional day in the summertime, when it gets really, really hot, customers are going to turn their air conditioner on around 12, 1, 2 in the afternoon because it's hot, right? And you are like, oh, shoot, it's so hot in here. I'm going to turn my air conditioner up. Um, that creates what we know as peaks and valleys. So you have a really high peak of energy usage. And then at the nighttime, everybody's going to lower their energy usage. So your energy usage is not predictable. It makes it hard to plan for generation. Um, and it also um, can cause in, in instances like in California and New York, things that called brownouts, right? They have reliability issues. So for us, for demand response, we're incentivizing customers to shift their energy use. We're not necessarily asking them to save energy with these products. We're asking them to shift their usage to flatten that peak. So cool your house down in the morning. Um, so that when it comes afternoon and it's hot, you can stay comfortable even without turning your air conditioner on really high. Um, so that's the difference between energy waste reduction and demand response. And again, we also have products around renewable energy and electric vehicles. I'll just toss this up and whoever wants to grab it, Ken, what what are some of the other things that we have for uh for uh, energy waste reduction then. And I know that in, in uh, just as a teaser here, in a few podcasts coming up over the next few weeks, we're gonna get into detail on some things like home energy analysis. We're gonna talk about uh, electric vehicles. We're gonna talk about smart thermostats and those types of things. Uh, what are the other things that are out there uh, for our customers? Well, there's a lot of different programs. I don't think that me sitting here listing them is probably gonna be something that's gonna be impactful, but um, I will say there's an internal SharePoint site that was set up that is open to all of our coworkers. And if there's an interest in learning about any of the programs that are available, it's organized into your service type. So if you're an electric only customer, a combo gas, um, you can quickly scroll through and see what might work for you. And, well, and thank you for that, because a lot of times we talk about customers and Carrie, you and I had this discussion at, at length. That we don't think about coworkers as customers necessarily, but I'm a I'm a gas and electric customer here. So if you're uh, if you work for the company, you can go off the SharePoint site and get that listing depending on what your uh, energy type is. Where can our external customers go for that same information? So we'll want um, customers to utilize our website. So um, consumersenergy.com. There's great rebates out there for. Um, energy efficiency products. So if you're 
Uh, if you have to replace your refrigerator, go get a rebate. If you need a new smart thermostat, get a rebate. If you want to participate in our smart thermostat program, which is a demand response product, um, all of that information is at consumersenergy.com. Um, and you can use the search function for what you're looking for. I think, you know, one of the most important things that I've learned um, since I joined the company is that many customers don't know that we have these products and services. So the reason why customers uh, might not enroll is not because they don't like us or they don't like the brand or the company. It's because they really don't know that these things are out there. And there's a lot of really good tools for customers to save money, a lot of low hanging fruit, especially if you're finding yourself in a situation where you are trying to cook Thanksgiving dinner and your stove doesn't work and you need to run to Lowe's and get a new stove, we probably have a rebate for that. So um, super important for you to share with your friends and family and then also participate if you're a customer as well. Yeah, to Ricky's point, you know, so many of our coworkers, again, just don't know that these exist. And so we're really asking that our coworkers um, learn about these programs, not only for themselves, so they can, you know, participate if it would be a benefit to them, but so they can tell their family members, if we can save them money or help save energy. I don't think anybody would complain about that. No, not at all. But there is something that the two of you can do, I think, for myself and for the for the rest of the audience. So I'm, I'm in the demand response program and I understand how it works. But um, I have heard people be a little bit leery of it because they're afraid that then they don't control their destiny anymore, that the power company can just turn off their heat or turn off their ears or whatever they want to do. Um, and they control the house now. And all kinds of interesting things out there, but that was one of the things that I've heard um, frequently. So I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about that. I know it's a myth, so I'm gonna call it a myth. Can we talk about that myth a little bit? So I actually uh, was in charge with, of the 100,000 thermostat giveaway last year. So that was a very common thing that we heard from customers was that they would lose control. Um, so I think one thing for, for us to consider is that when we do this program, we don't have any more insight into your home or your energy usage than your smart meter provides. So there's no difference between the Nest thermostat on your wall and the smart meter that's on your house. I can see your overall energy usage. I can see um, you know, if you have any peaks and valleys, but I can't see what you're using. I can't see into your house. There's no camera <laughs> that I can see into, et cetera. Uh, so that's one thing we heard about a lot. It's always subject to the privacy um, policy that the thermostat comes with. So that's a go another good thing to know if you're concerned about privacy is that there are, are privacy policies for Google Nest, Honeywell's, Emerson's, Ecobee's, et cetera. Um, check out their privacy policies. We can't violate those. Um, and then the other thing that is really important to know, especially for the smart thermostat program, which I am also a part of, um, we cannot, per our terms and conditions, um, adjust your thermostat more than 10 days in the summertime. Um, so if there is an energy event day, we will let you know the day before, unless it's an emergency, which is rare. Um, we will let you know the day before so you can plan for that. And um, the next day the event will occur, the following day you'll get a summary of your usage outside of those maximum of 10 days, and they are business days, Monday through Friday. We don't do it on holidays. Uh, we don't do it on weekends, again, unless there's a MISO emergency. 
we can't do it more than 10 days. So we're not adjusting your thermostat willy nilly. We're not adjusting it um, at nighttime or during the day. We're not, we're not adjusting it all of the time. And, and I'm sure as coworkers, we can understand the complexity that goes behind these things and the systems and the management and the security around all of that. Um, so we are not adjusting your energy use um, outside of those event days that you are 100% aware of in advance. So let me ask you this question. I just happen to be having all of my relatives over on the one day in the summer where you're going to have an event. Yeah. Can I out of that? Yes, you can opt out. There's no penalty for opting out of events. Um, and I think that's something that um, most cus- customers don't overlook in the terms and condition is that you can opt out of an event. So if you are sick, uh, and you want to make your house super comfortable, if you have people over, et cetera, you can opt out of an event. I will say, again, I'm a part of the pro- the program. I have been for, this is my second summer now, um, and my thermostat doesn't go up more than two degrees during an event time. I do notice, probably because I'm more sensitive to the cold than I am the heat, that in the morning I get a little chilly, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's them pre-cooling my home to keep me comfortable in the afternoon. Um, and really, I think that's the biggest benefit to customers with the smart thermostat program over any other DR program is that we keep customers comfortable by pre-cooling in the morning when people are using less energy so that they're comfortable throughout the event. Um, and like I said, my thermostat might go up one or two degrees. It's not really noticeable. Yeah, to Ricky's point, I've talked to a lot of coworkers and they don't notice at all they say, um, those who participate in the program. Uh, Ricky said she's maybe, you know, not as comfortable with the cold and she notices that, but uh, the vast majority of the feedback that I've gotten is that they just don't notice. Well, and so this is something I find interesting when we're talking about the summertime is this thought of pre-cooling your home. So if you have an energy efficient home, uh, you can cool it down when it's cooler out because it takes less energy to keep it cool. And that will keep you cool throughout the day, which might not be intuitive for some folks. You think, well, when the sun comes out and it gets hot out, I need to crank up the, the air conditioning so I'm, I'm I'm cooler. But I never really thought about that idea of pre-cooling your home when it's cool outside. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's it's something you can do if you're not eligible for the Smart Thermostat program or if you want to try it yourself on your own. It's something you can do on your own that will help you manage summer peak rates. So I think that's another really important aspect is that now all of our residential customers are on summer peak rates. So between the hours of 2 and 7 p.m., um, electricity could be more expensive for you if you're a residential customer. So if you're part of the smart thermostat program on up to 10 days, we can adjust that for you. We'll use your energy more in the morning time and then lower it during that peak time, which could save you energy um, and save you money. But you could do that on your own, right? You could pre-cool your home in the morning if you know it's going to be super hot out and then put your thermostat up a few degrees so that you can save energy during the summer peak rate time as well. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the the peak rates uh, too, because I, I think that what got a lot of press was that your electricity is going to be more expensive from 2 to 7 p.m. But, but what uh, didn't really get talked about was that there's this break afterwards. So if you if you do the math, um, it's not really an increase in your electric rates. It's a bit of a decrease, if anything. Am I, am I right in saying that? 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, we really didn't see um, that much of a shift. I don't think we have the final um, final numbers for how much customers were affected. Um, our hypothesis was less than $2 for um, 70% of customers if they did nothing. And that was if they didn't change their habits at all um, versus 2020. So that's $2 a month if they didn't do anything. If they decided to shift their energy on their own, start conserving more energy, join some products and services that we have available, um, we we were saying that most customers could save energy, to your point. So cut, energy is more expensive during those peak times, Monday through Friday, um, but it's less expensive, to your point, in the mornings, the evenings, and the weekends when most people are home. Um, so I think it's just changing your habits, and it gives you more control. I think the other thing that the media didn't communicate that was kind of a bummer for us that was talking about the rate and ways to manage it was before you were charged a surplus when you went over a certain usage in the summertime, right? So it was a summer rate that went up after you hit a certain threshold. And then all of your energy was more expensive, no matter what time of the day. So this really helps customers plan for that um, more expensive time of the day and adjust their patterns and their usage outside of those times. And, you know, summer rates aren't anything new. I know I lived in Virginia Beach back in the uh, mid 80s. Uh, that tells you how old I am. And we got summer rates, you know, hit all summer long and there was no time or price break or any of that. It was just, here's your new rate for the summer. Uh, and then when fall would hit, we'd, we'd go back to the uh, regular rates. So this is not a, definitely not a new concept. Definitely not. And it's something that when we decided to utilize smart meters and have a smarter grid, um, it, it was something that we said to the MPSC we would implement, right? So we are one of the first utilities to implement something on this like this in such a large scale. Um, and again, I think, unfortunately, it got twisted in the media to sound like a negative thing. But ultimately, it's giving customers more control and more insight into their usage. We have tools for them to see how they're trending and how they're tracking versus last year. Um, it takes into consideration things like weather. Um, so it gives customers more insight and control into their use. And I'm finding that myself. I, I like to budget everything. I'm one of those people who has a monthly budget and we follow it. And uh, I did notice really not much of a change in my uh, electric bill um, over the summer uh, from the previous summer. So uh, I, you know, I can vouch for that just on, on looking at my own bill. Another program that we have is Peak Time Rewards. And I'm not really familiar with that. So Ricky, could you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So Peak Time Rewards, I would say, um, is like a little sister program to our smart, our smart thermostat program. And the reason why I say that is because if you're not eligible for the smart thermostat program, you have to have AC and Wi-Fi for smart thermostat. Joining Peak Time Rewards is a great option for you. And also, if you're not really sure about DR or like what it is and um, how it works, Peak Time Rewards is a really good entry level product for you. So Peak Time Rewards is a customer behavioral program. So Smart Thermostat, we adjust your thermostat for you um, on 10 business days during the summer. Peak Time Rewards, we have up to 14 events 
Um, and we let you know the day before, and then you shift your own usage outside of that time. And when you shift your usage, you earn bill credits. It's $1 per every kilowatt you shift. Um, but you're responsible for doing that shift yourself. So we give you, um, tips on things that use the most energy during that time. Things like washing your dishes, washing your clothes, you know, higher, uh, energy usage appliances, um, and then it's on you to make that shift and earn that bill credit. The best part for peak time rewards is that it's risk free. So there's no risk in trying it. You're not going to get penalized if you don't shift, but you can earn bill credits if you do. So there's a little something for everybody. And again, if we go out to the external website for our customers or our internal website for our coworkers, we can certainly find out all sorts of information about those different programs. So we are coming up to the end of the program, but before we go, I'd like to give each of you the opportunity to uh, share some parting thoughts with the audience, an idea or a thought that you would like to leave them with uh, before we close out. So Ricky, I will uh, let you go first on this. Uh, any thoughts for the audience? Yeah, I would just say again, um, I, we have products and services for a lot of different things for our residential customers um, it, to help them save energy, save money, uh, lots of different opportunities. And the more we know as employees, the more that we can recommend to our friends and family. Um, and I think they're really great tools, especially when you're tackling tough subjects like summer peak rate to help customers manage their energy usage. Thanks, Ricky and Carrie. You know, we have all these products and services that are available and it may seem overwhelming, but if you can take a look and learn a little bit about them, each of them will be a step forward in the clean energy plan and supporting our coworkers, which is really important to our company but ultimately tying it again back to the health of Michigan and the state we live in. So it might seem like a lot, it might seem a little confusing, but um, just taking the time to learn and then telling your friends and family, it's just helping take those steps forward that we need to take. And in that spirit, uh, over the next few weeks, the podcast will be talking to other coworkers who work in different areas. So we'll be talking about uh, electric vehicles. Again, we'll be talking about home energy analysis. We'll be talking about smart thermostats. So be sure and tune in over the next few weeks and check those out for a little more in-depth discussion about how we can save energy and how we can take care of our planet. So Carrie, Ricky, thanks so much for being on and look forward to talking with you again in the future. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. And a big thank you to the audience for listening in today. Remember, we can be found on all major podcasting platforms, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And now you can check us out on Facebook at Podcast, where you'll find out all the latest information about the podcast, including the newest episodes and previous episodes that you may have missed. So be sure to go out to at Podcast on Facebook, like and follow our page and you'll get all the latest information. And as always, join us every Wellbeing Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.